we had a uh, topic all picked out. It will be a good one. We'll use it someday. We we have it lined out and ready to go, but we are just having so much fun talking, we decided to do another random episode. We've been on a bit of a random episode kick, and we'll get back to topics and interviews and do that stuff. idea that we've been kind of throwing around and we talk about it a little bit in the episode, is doing a call-in episode. So if you want to be on one of these episodes, we want to get as many people in as we can. So reach out to us on social media or reach out at our treethinkingpodcast at gmail.com email account. And if you want to talk about anything or just want to bullshit with us about trees for a little bit, please reach out. We'd love to do it. Without further ado, let's take care of some business and get right to the show. This podcast is for informational purposes only. It is not, nor is it intended to be, a substitute for professional arboriculture advice and should never be relied upon to perform or direct arboricultural work. The Tree Thinking Podcast makes no representations as to the accuracy, completeness, or suitability of any information on this podcast and will not be liable for any damages arising from the use of any information in the practice of arboriculture or tree work. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the guests and their appearance on the podcast does not imply an endorsement of them or any entity they represent. The podcast and its hosts are not to be held responsible for misuse, cited, and or unsighted copies of the content within this podcast by others. The Tree Thinking Podcast may not be reproduced or distributed without the express written consent of the Tree Thinking Podcast. Spring is in the air, and we have some stories from the field. We throw some ziggy stardust on that wildlife snag. Remember some run-ins with some hornets, wasps, and bees, oh my. One week wasn't enough, so we scratch that poison oak itch again and wrap up with some rope talk. On this episode of the Tree Thinking Podcast, we start with some stories and see where it goes from there on a Tree Thinking Random Show with a Wildlife Twist. All right, so here we go again. We're going to do another random episode. I feel like we should have a random episode button. Yeah, we'll have to put together some kind of random episode sound effect. (laughs) 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 But before we get too far into it, I'm Andrew. And Jamie. Becca. And Corey. All right. Anybody have any good stories from the field? I can just talk about my week for a bit. Perfect. Did removals all week. Through that, we created nine habitat snags out of those removals for the week. That was pretty cool. That's awesome. Yeah, it's been an interesting week. The first job, Monday, Becca was there. It was a second story courtyard at like an apartment building downtown (laughs) here in Eugene. It was eight small uh, raywood ash removals in planters. So yeah, we, what a shame. Yeah, it was kind of, yeah. Yeah, yeah, what a shame. It was <laughs> Ray, Ray ashes. Oh, sorry to see them. Yeah. Go. And people would come out and ask us like, oh, why are these trees going? But it's kind of easy to justify like wrong tree in the, in that spot for sure. You know, but anyway, second, second story. So we pull up, we're in like an alleyway in Eugene, right next to the dining room. It's a spot where people can go and get a free meal. Right. Okay. Downtown. Not yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, that's the location. But yeah, we pull into this alleyway and we were able to just like piece out these small ash removals and then toss them down over this railing and then feed them into the chipper. It's kind of a fun job. It's just kind of interesting being on the second floor and 
toss and brush down. I, I saw an update on Instagram yeah. where you were like lowering, <laughs> yeah, like yeah. clean up geared back down to the ground. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Instead of walking all the way around the building and down the stairs, I just, yeah. Put it all in the bucket. Yeah. Belayed the gear <laughs> down. <laughs> yeah. So that was Monday. And then after that, we've been doing dead furs and some cedar removals all week long. And like all of those were getting turned into habitat snags, which is cool. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. The first couple, they were really squishy, like a, a sapwood rot, you know, like conks all the way up. And <laughs> your spurs would just slide in with no effort. You know? <laughs> Go up those. And, but wide open drop zone, just totally bombed these trees out, carved them up. And then on that job, there was this really skinny cedar, probably 80 feet tall or so, that leaned over the neighbor's house with, like, this weird, like, dog leg in the center of it. And then there was also a vertical crack about foot, foot and a half long. Oh, fuck that. On the trunk. (laughs) 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 And the boss was like, you know, if you could figure out how to do it safely, go for it. If not, like... We're totally cool, like, walking away from it or whatever. But there was a live fur next to it, so I tied into that and just went up and kind of looked at it and thought about it. We did these other removals first while we kind of thought it over. So I just went up the live fur and set a pulley. And then from there, I tip-tied the cedar, you know, kind of reached out with a pull saw and got the, the rigging rope around it and tied up. Then came down and then started spiking up the cedar while I'm still tied into that <coughs> other fur. Nice. And then, yeah, pretty easy. Tip-tied it. I faced it toward the neighbor's house so that it would kind of, because I'm tied into the tree that I'm tip-tying it to, which is always a little weird. So I faced it toward the neighbor's house so it would kind of tip um, tip toward their house and then away from my climb line and toward the live fur. Clever. Yeah. So that worked well. Becca was running ropes. And then as we were going down, we kept doing that with the wood. But I would tip tie, and then I had uh, just like a strap and a carabiner as a butt tie to kind of slow mm-hmm. slow the swing over. Like my hands weren't on it or anything. It was just like minimal friction, like a little bit of trunk and carabiner to kind of slow it over. And I got the thing down nice and safe, carved it up. Another habitat tree. Nice. <laughs> that was like the fifth one for the for the week at that point. That's awesome. Were were you putting the full like bird box into them? No, or? no. We were just roughing them up and you know, making yeah. it look like the top broke out. We'd do bat flaps. Yeah, it was nice. an art project. Yeah. Yeah. Lightning bolts are my favorite. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh those are awesome. And it it's an art project, but there's still a lot of function. Like yeah, go totally. go listen to the wildlife episode, you know. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot that goes into decay. Yeah. I did uh Yesterday, I did a fur and did a lightning bolt in it, and our coworker Sean was like, "Oh, it's like some David Bowie action up there." <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, Ziggy Stardust. Wait, Ziggy Sawdust." <laughs> and then you were saying we should carve the Wu Tang symbol into habitat trees. So I was thinking that. Really if anyone notices? Really got to start doing that. That'd be awesome. I actually uh, made a, a beehive for my buddy. Uh huh. And put the Killer Bee Wu Tang logo nice. on oh. it for his fortieth birthday. Yeah. Like, here you go, Dude. buddy. <laughs> Just goes to show you, I can't think yeah. of anything original. And I said yeah. it'll attract the. Never did it in a tree, though. <laughs> it'll attract the Shaolin Sparrow, and then you said it'll attract the Ghost Face Chickadee. 
If you're a Wu-Tang fan, you might think oh, this is man. funny. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. We thought it was funny. Yeah. <laughs> it was a good time. Yeah, so yesterday, that job, the Ziggy Sawdust job, <laughs> it was two Denver's. <laughs> <laughs> two Denver's pretty close to each other. I wish I was there for that. <laughs> <laughs> and... Uh, so we habitated those. One was about 20 feet tall. One was about 15 feet tall when we were done with it. And made sure the wood was sound, like access the tree at about 10 feet high to kind of check the integrity. And we're going to put a like porch style swing between those two trees. Nice. That's going to be a cool project. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. then today bombed out a dead cedar and carved it up. Like, yeah, this is cool. Removals all of dead trees, removals of trees that needed to go yeah. all week and turn them into habitat stems. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. It's cool that people are becoming more inclined to just say, give the thumbs up on the habitat. Yeah. Yeah. To me, it looks cool when we're done with it's it. It's way like, oh, cooler. That's cool, man. Yeah, that yeah. guy's backyard looked awesome. Yeah, it did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, either, it's either that or like a stump on the ground that you've cut down yeah. to like flush. Like, yeah. what are you going to Exactly. Jeez. Yeah, this guy had, he had f off his back porch, he was looking at a, like a laurel hedge, and then peeking out of that was like five habitat trees. That's so cool. It looked it really sick. cool. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Yeah. It was really rad. Man, and I can't wait till one of those has a big Wu-Tang symbol. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Just you wait. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting pretty good with the snag making. Coworker Mark carved a salmon into the, the Did cedar he really? today. Well, it was like the outline, like you would draw like a quick fish, like, you know, like a goldfish drawing, like a goldfish cracker. <laughs> and he's like, dude, check out the salmon. <laughs> oh, yeah, We're going to put cool. it on the fridge, yeah. right? <laughs> <laughs> Proud of you, Mark. Yeah, it was really cool. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess, are you, are you done? <laughs> Yeah, I guess you guys want to talk about <laughs> stuff. Any questions? And yeah, well, uh, so you did nine habitat, and none of them had bird boxes. That just the same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. carving them up. You know, I wonder about that. I mean, I'm a big fan of putting the bird boxes in, but that is an interesting thing. Of when do you put it in? Because that takes a lot more time, and it also there's a little bit of structural integrity lost. You know, we're we were talking that because you did. When did you do those? Was that a week or two ago? No, that was like three weeks ago. Okay, that we did the maple, right? No, no, the the ones that you showed me because oh yeah, no, I did those uh, last weekend. Yeah, yeah. The, so the one that uh, Jamie and I worked on. Oh, you put one on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, nice. The the habitat that I put a bird box on the the far side. So are you talking about like carving, like boring into the tree and carving? Yeah. So you um you do the. Two slanted cuts, right? And then you cut your face cut out, or your f the, the face for the birdhouse out. That comes out completely. And then you two, do two sideways cuts and two top cuts, so it cuts out like a little like cone kind of thing. So it hollows out the inside. And then you put the, the face plate back in, screw it back in, and then drill a hole or saw a hole or whatever into mm. it. Oh man, I didn't even know that's what you were doing over there. It's <laughs> <laughs> like Corey's Corey's real sneaky with a hammer. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? I, I was, I was no. not true with a hammer. <laughs> oh yeah, that's cool. I know you guys. Didn't you do one at Alton Baker Park? Uh, I've seen one there. I don't know if that yeah, was. Yeah, I, I don't sure think I did, did that one. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I think it was a cedar. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's yeah. there's uh, near the um, the nursery, right? 
Yeah. Or, yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, that wasn't us. Or yeah, not, I guess. Not like the modern crew, I don't think. Yeah, I think that was probably Scott. Yeah. It would be, if, you know, Scott or Eric, if I had to guess. Yeah. I guess it would just be your placement that you would take into account when worrying about structure. Yeah. Like if it's toward the top, I mean. I think that's the key is to br- put that box in up at the top. Yeah. Within a foot or two of that yeah. the roughed up top. That's kind of what you did on yours, right? Yeah, I, I try to keep it close to the top, but I, I want to think about like the moisture like percolating down or like the rot percolating down into that because you want to make sure that it has a roof on it, right, for the birds, but you don't want it to obviously uh, compromise the structure of the, the tree itself. So, yeah, I think mine was two or three feet below the top of it, and that's usually what I kind of aim for. Yeah, yeah, that, that would make sense to me because, I mean, there's no load on it to really cause no. a failure. No, no. And, and you're, you're boring into the tree, creating, like, a cube with, like, a faceplate. Uh, face exactly, and I, <coughs> on most of mine, I don't really bore that deep. I just bore, I mean, they're small birds, and the, the hole that I bore for it is no more than an inch in diameter, so it's, it's not going to be very big, so I, I don't spend a lot of time like hollowing out the inside because I figure the birds will do that or you know, oh yeah Rob will do that as it, as it progresses unless they're starlings fuck those guys <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm still salty about that but I, f- I fixed my mistake I made a much smaller hole this time and I didn't because I the f- that on that habitat tree I just used the, uh, the tip of my bar to kind of like carve a little triangle and it was mm. way too big you're doing that at your property uh, at my parents' place, okay. the habitat tree at their in the front of their their okay. house, but yeah, I learned. Yeah. <laughs> this is how we learned. This is how we learned. This is how we learned. We put bat flaps in the tree too. And do you guys know is like there a certain side of the tree you're supposed to put it on? I feel like I've heard once like north facing side or something. I've I've always thought. I don't. I can't remember where I heard it. But I, I've always thought the east side. You said? Yeah. yeah. And I'm trying to remember why I I was thinking that. Oh, it's a uh, rising sun gets the heat. Of warms the, it up. Warms it up. But then during the evening, it's like sh- in shadow. That would make a lot of sense. But east? Ah. east yeah. I think so. Yeah. I've wondered. I'm like, I'm going to put bat flaps in, but I don't remember which side of the tree I'm supposed to do it just, on. Just put yeah. them all around the tree. Yeah. yeah. Just in a bat flaps. <laughs> bat flaps. Just turn the whole tree into yeah. bat flaps. <laughs> in a bat flap, you're just doing it's like... It's an experiment. A, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Eh, maybe it'll work. Maybe it'll fall over. Who knows? <laughs> a bat flap, just like a little angled cut into the tree, almost like a gill. That's what right. it always makes me think yeah, of, yeah. is fish gills. Fish gills. Yeah. But uh, I think a lightning strike does the same thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Like if you do a lightning crack. Yeah. You know, bats will... Well, I've seen bats in dead trees... That were like where it was so dead it was cracking open, and I've seen bats in in those cracks before. Nice, yeah, that's so. and that's actually the natural process as that bark separates from the tree itself as it decays. That's where they they kind of infiltrate. Yeah, I'll use my lightning bolt as like a rain gutter. Do you think that really? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. oh, yeah. let's cause some drainage here. I don't so know if it helps or not? What I've done is used done like started it out as a rain gutter and kind of off to the side, and then di- you know. St- kind of started a new uh, gouging cut just like an inch off. So from the ground, you can't really tell, but that way the rain shoots down over here, and then most of the bat flap is actually disconnected just by a little oh, bit nice. to keep the water out of it. Gotcha. Yeah. So thoughtful for those bats. I've probably overanalyzed bat flaps <laughs> <laughs> up in trees before, but, you know. <laughs> so this is actually really good for me hearing all of this because <laughs> I've made, like, three snags ever. Yeah. <laughs> and um, 
the, the second one was uh, at the job Jamie's talking about from this <laughs> just this week, in fact. Nice. And, Perfect. Um, <laughs> I didn't realize. I thought the lightning strike was just for style points. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and for obvious reasons, right? Like it'll uh, it's make for style. it look it's, more. It's definitely style. Yeah, but it makes it look more more natural. But I put I put I tried it, but I tried it on a limb that was coming off of the main trunk of a dead fur. Nice. Okay. So it's like a lightning strike on a limb, <laughs> but like it's probably not practical for that. Well, for no. In terms of bats, I don't think, but at least. I well, think a big part of carving it up and like chopping it up, making all these little things that bugs will get in there, right? Yeah. And then yeah. the birds are going to come and I find those thinking. bugs. So yeah. Yeah. it's all good. You yeah. get yeah. style points for oh, sure. cool. Yeah. Well, I mean, it looked really neat. Yeah. And that the way that I left it, like the tree was like, I yeah, mean, you, you can't that see picture. it when you. <laughs> like she, she's from making. She's making the Y and the YMCA. It's day. like yeah, <laughs> it is the Y and the YMCA. Except, I except one hand is one arm is like kind of at a ninety degree. It's more like an LMCA. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> but it looks really fun. It's like ta-da. Yeah. <laughs> I hope that guy appreciates it. Oh yeah, he was stoked. <laughs> yeah, he was very impressed. Oh man, that. Reminds me when you when you sent the top on the cedar, uh-huh. which was like the only green part of anything that we took away. Yeah, <laughs> the whole time. yeah. He was like, "Wow, <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so incredible!" <laughs> <laughs> and we had like a tagline and like a rigging line through the border up, <laughs> and I was the only person on the ground, so <laughs> said, like yeah, both the ropes, ropes. and I'm yeah. just like, still wielding. Oh yeah. He's like, oh my gosh, I can't, wow, I can't <laughs> believe this. <laughs> wow. <laughs> like great. they said money doesn't make you happy, and they're right. <laughs> 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 it's the wow, this is incredible comment. <laughs> <laughs> it's the running two lines at the same time That's makes right. you happy. Like, Hell yeah. <laughs> that was good. Yeah, uh, it was a f- fun week. It was super fun. Mm-hmm. Um, my story from the field since, well, Obviously, this week was fun. (laughs) (laughs) But since Jamie already told that story, (laughs) I'll talk about the previous week, (laughs) which was also quite fun. Um, But we had, on Wednesday of last week, we had a run-in with a bunch of poison oak. Did you already tell this story? Uh, Yeah, but go ahead. Well, I didn't really tell about the job. I just said that I was in it a lot. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Someone was eating it. it. I'll give it some more. (laughs) Yeah, that was a different job. (laughs) 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 Yeah, I've I've missed out on these. I feel like uh, the whole month of April was April Fool's for me. So (laughs) 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 out of the loop. But I'm going to retell a story here. We had a job out, you know, kind of in the country. But uh, it was a fuels reduction, and there was just a a shitload of poison oak everywhere. It was, like, on the ground, vines on the tree, bushes. And uh, I always was, like, I feel like I've rolled around in poison oak plenty and never had any problems or exposure. But I was, like, actually, you know, like, watching my hand touch it, watching the saw cut it while I was cutting something. Watching it go through the chipper and breathing. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just like, oh, no. If I'm going to get it, I'm going to get it now. And thankfully, uh, our boss's wife brought some tech new and some tincture and, you know, all the goodies. 
and we we got it on us pretty quick. But uh, and thankfully, knock on wood, I still didn't get it. Yeah, yeah, sweet, nice. So I don't know if you ever got any. Oh, not from that job. No, and <laughs> yeah. that I feel like was the the job that if we yeah. if we had gotten it. It would have been it. That would have been the one. Nate didn't get it either. Mark didn't get it. None of us got it. Yeah. But we were, what we were doing is applying tech new, like as we were going. Yeah, like every 20 minutes we were just like. (laughs) But heck, if there's anything you can do to keep from doing it, that's a win. Yeah. 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 And it worked. So that was, that was pretty cool. Anytime I hear a job like description it's fuel reduction it's like oh we are gonna be in poison (laughs) (laughs) almost always it's pretty unforgiving yeah yeah and mark is really sensitive to it so i was like oh no everyone the whole time is like are you okay yeah yeah that's something today i I took you know so we roll up to the cedar removal we return to a habitat stem and there were like little shoots of poison oak all over the ground but i was gonna climb the cedar i just felt like doing it and then mostly he, he noticed mostly because of the poison oak. Yeah, no. Well, he <laughs> noticed he noticed it. I didn't see it. It was like tiny little shoots. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I just decided I was like, Mark, why don't you go up the tree? I'll run the ground so he could stay away from it the whole time. Yeah. yeah. It's like I know I don't react to it. He gets it really bad. Yeah, he gets it so bad. Yeah. I thought I didn't react to it at one point, too. Yeah. (laughs) See, that's the thing about it is, like, a lot of people say I never had an adverse reaction for years and years, and then all of a sudden I did. And so I don't know if it's, like, you work, you untolerate yourself. It's it's just a cumulative thing. That's what it it, is. You reach a threshold and your body just starts um, having an autoimmune response to it. It's just, I have never met a single person who, uh, you know, yeah, it's... You say you're immune, but it'll yeah, it'll we, get you. It'll we get talked you. about it on the last random show, but so I made that point of like people who don't react to it eventually they will if they're exposed enough. It seems to be the case, but also like people expose themselves to it to like to to bring the bodies. I'm not I'm not a scientist. <laughs> By any <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, I know. Shocking. <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, I, th- I think if you get your bodies, it's kind of like the grass pollen, like, um, one of our, one of our boss, uh, Eric, he, he takes grass pollen for his grass allergies. Cause in the Willamette Valley, the whole thing is basically a grass field for a good portion of the year. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, so that expose your, that low level exposure trains your body that, Hey, this is not such a bad idea or th- no, this is not such a bad thing. We don't need to, you know, swell, swell shut and have this going to anaphylactic shock basically just from the small exposure. I think it's it's when that exposure starts getting ramped up or it, it's in a higher exposure because when, when you rub directly against the plant, you know, you're getting a much higher dosage or higher concentration versus that small tincture. It's, a, it's like okay. just a small dropper underneath your tongue. Kind of I thing. get that. Okay. I th- again, not a scientist. <laughs> I just climb trees for a living. Dude, you totally answered it for me, though. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Some, somebody's going to come through and probably... Yeah. Professor Corey. No, it's no. interesting because I remember, I remember, I cut some of the poison oak, and and like a chip flew and hit me like right in between where like my safety glasses and my nose are, oh. and and it immediately was like itchy. Yeah, yeah. and I'm yeah. like, ooh, yeah. here it comes, and like in the worst place I could imagine, and then nothing happened. Nothing happened. And so I'm like, is Techni really that awesome? <laughs> <laughs> Did you put it on your face too? 
Yeah, totally. Oh, well, then, yeah. Tech news. <laughs> I was like, I pretty much like. But applying it beforehand was like yeah. Yeah, the that, way to go. The tree stuff. Yeah. L- like I said last week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We went over this, but yeah. poison oak is like springing up right now, so it's going to be on our minds. <laughs> totally, totally. Yeah. And uh, Lacey, one of her professors, uh, helped develop Technu. Oh. And he always would tell her that you put it on beforehand and it works. It's like 99% coverage. It works real good. If you put it on afterwards, it'll it'll get rid of the oils that are on there, and so it won't be as bad. But once those oils are on, they've already started doing their thing. So, you know, okay. you can't get it 100% afterwards. Oil touches your skin, and then you've already started that uh, absorption, auto, on, yeah. o- absorption and autoimmune response to a foreign foreign chemical. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Huh. <clears throat> well, yeah. sorry to bring it up again. No, no, no. <laughs> like you said, it's it's yeah. that time of year. I'm yeah. sure I'm sure we're not the only people that are thinking about it. No. <laughs> I wonder if poison ivy, because I I have no, obviously lived in Oregon my whole life, so I have no experience with like poison ivy. But is you're it? a scientist. <laughs> no. I said I'm not a scientist. Oh, that's right. Yes. Wh- whatever, Professor Corey. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> At any rate, I, I don't have any experience with poison um, ivy. Is that, I know it's a similar genus, and, like, they're very closely related. Is it, does it crop up at the same time? Similar growth pattern? I have no idea either. Anybody have? Yeah, I've, I've never had to deal with it, so. Well, if well, <laughs> well I, I guess that kills that conversation. But yeah, hashtag look it up. Yeah, hashtag look it up. <laughs> but if you guys have anything, wish to we knew how to look that up. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no. If only we had, <laughs> if only we had the sum total of human knowledge at our fingertips in our cell phones <laughs> or something like that. No, yeah. that's a that's a good question though. I think the only reason none of us know that is because it's not. It's not here. It's not here. It's yeah. Not here. Yeah. Because it's a East Coast Midwest. Thing? Yep. Okay. Totally. Did you guys have it in, down in Florida? Yeah, we definitely had it in Florida. Gross. But the only time that I ever had run-ins with it was when I was like, you know, a kid right. yeah. in the woods. And I was just like, hm, not going over there. Don't touch <laughs> that. <Yeah. laughs> no touchy. No touchy. I know what that is. Yeah. Cool. And poison sumac is different. Yeah. Right? That's the other big one of the three. Right. But uh, do we have that here? I, I don't, don't think so. Yeah. I, that's another one I don't have any experience with. Yeah. <laughs> Good job bringing it up. I'm asking questions. I'm trying to get um, viewer buy-in or uh, listener buy-in. Listener buy-in. Viewer, listener. We're, we're going to make a mu- movie video <laughs> mul- multimedia experience. People are viewing this with their ears. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. On the next episode, <laughs> Co- Corey rubs poison sumac, <laughs> poison ivy, and poison oak. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna make a viral video. Yeah, we'll break it. We'll break it down. <laughs> wow, they all hurt really bad. This is bad. This is my. Answer. I can't breathe anymore. All right. It's like that guy that uh, we were watching a video. Was it yesterday with a guy that had the killer horn? Killer. Uh, uh, the murder hornet. The murder hornet sting. Uh, <laughs> and then oh he was no. describing what he was going oh, through. I've seen that. Holy like, shit, I've seen oh, that. it's exquisite. Dude, but and he was like right next to a cliff. <laughs> yeah. oh, like wow. he, was, he was rolling around right next. Like. What? Yeah, what? change what? your location. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like you're in the middle of a forest, like behind you, like going to the forest, like a hundred feet, man. <laughs> like don't, don't do it here. I'm gonna walk this tightrope and get hit by killer bees. 
So is this the same guy who gets himself stung by all sorts of insects? Yeah, that's yeah, what I yeah, thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've seen that guy. He's like, oh, this is a level one sting. Yeah. <laughs> this is a level 12 sting. And I, I'm going to have it sting me right by this cliff. I have a suspicion that there's something more going on than like, hey, you should know this information. <laughs> yeah. You know, he might enjoy it. <laughs> yeah. Well, after he gets stung, he's like, oh, it, fuck, yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, some good shit, right? That's good. Oh, yeah sting me again sting me again i'm almost there sting me again <laughs> oh gosh oh my, God. my arm's not the only thing that's swelling up right now <laughs> <laughs> oh are we supposed to be talking about trees yeah. oh yeah right yeah. i guess this is a tree podcast well no we had wasps or hornets or whatever <laughs> show up on uh thursday right oh yeah Ooh. that's or wednesday right. It was Wednesday, yeah. <laughs> so some of the removals we did, we started piling the wood. Uh, we were going to haul it off the next day. So we pile it by these uh, railroad tie, like re- retaining wall thing that was going on. The next morning we show up and we start going to haul the rounds. And, they, yeah, they come out, start swarming us. Is yellow jackets or? I don't well, know. It was like the, the homeowner started moving the wood <laughs> before we did. <laughs> oh, I don't know yeah. what he was. I think he was pulling a few he was rounds pulling the aside ones he for himself. Yeah. But a couple of them were on top of, like, this old basketball hoop that was right up against where this railroad tie, you know, area where I think the – I couldn't tell what – because it, it looked like there were some honeybees, but then there were also definitely some yellow jackets. Well, this is bee season. Yeah. So keep an eye out for swarms. Ooh. And it, it was happening. Like, I – I didn't get stung. He apparently got stung in the throat. Yeah. <laughs> and was just like, that's it. I'm going to get some spray. Yeah, he ran to the store and came back with two cans of wasp killer. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Yeah. But he, they were they were swarming. We were, you know. Yeah. Let's not start. I swell here. up. Maybe I'll post it on our Instagram. But I got hit. We'll talk about this because it pertains to tree work. You run into these things, you know. <laughs> oh, I got a good uh, yeah. story. And I've got one. I've but this time I was mountain biking, uh, you know, like downhill mountain biking, and I just feel this, like, sting on my lip, like just this bad pain, oh, and no. I try to, like, blow it off, like, going <laughs> 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 down this trail. And then, you know, I realize what it was, and I keep riding, and it's really bumpy, you know mountain biking and i start feeling my lips jiggle more (laughs) 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 get home look in the mirror and it was like like i looked like a duck (laughs) (laughs) you're just doing uh the duck lip thing bad botox yeah can you imagine like someone just watch you know you go flying by someone they're like what (laughs) those are terrible lip injections look at that duck man But then it moved from my lips to my face, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh. And I, I remember this happening. I was posting like progression videos on or pictures on Facebook, like (laughs) went to my lips, then my face, and then the third one. I just had a bag, paper bag over my head (laughs) (laughs) with a frowny face drawn. That's awesome. Yeah, but you do run into that. I know uh, Kyle, for instance, who worked on the city crew for a little bit. He like he had a special talent of finding bees <laughs> and wasps. I'm pretty sure he was a bee attractor. I don't Just know how he did. It would be like dead ass cold, like middle of winter. Middle of winter, and he's like, "Ow!" 
<laughs> a yellow jacket. Ow. <laughs> like, how did you find them? They're they're all like asleep on Mars right now. <laughs> Not that one. That one entered. No, that entered orbit. Just for, for you, Kyle. But yeah. I think it was because he would always look for the warm spots. So he would always be like hanging out uh, by the chipper and like putting his hands in the like in the warm areas, and then he would just get his ass stung. Like, was it you who got the one in his pants, the what? yellow jacket? Oof. We were doing a yes, yeah, yeah, M- MPZ like two, three years ago. Yeah, it crawled. It was on lunch. I was just yeah. sitting down on the ground, <laughs> and a yellow jacket crawled up my leg. And stung me a couple times on the inside of my... Le- Luckily, it didn't make it far enough up to be a disaster. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah, it got me on, like, the inside of my thigh right above my knee. Ooh. Yikes. Just out of nowhere. Oh, God, that was bad. That was real bad. That yeah, was bad. Was that middle of summer? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That was middle of summer. Gotcha. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I remember that distinctly. Yeah, me too. Middle of I had forgot, but thanks for bringing it up. It's one of my favorite memories. Yeah. <laughs> What's your story? Well, it, uh, it was when we were working at the city crew, and it was after a storm. And so, you know, in the storms, we create a lot of piles of brush. You know, we're just kind of getting rid of these hazards. And it was a whole tree that was in the street, and so it was this gi- a big tree had come down, and so it was this, this giant pile of logs. All the brush had been chipped, but the logs remained. And it was uh, springtime, so the yellow jackets were just starting to come out. And apparently, there were there were like three or four nests in this. That's oh. how big this pile of brush was. Yeah. It it w- we had so we had the ten yarder to get rid of it, and it was two loads in the ten yarder. And they they had us come out with the ten yarder and uh, bulldozers because first they sent a crew out, and the crew came out and started just you know tr- trying to grab the logs, and the bees just started going crazy. So they sent us out, and it was me and Ivory is when he was on rotation. And uh, we were, were in full bee suits in the truck and just sat in the truck while the guys in the fully sealed-in loaders just loaded up the 10-yarder full of, and just, like, bees everywhere, like in a oh, cloud no. of yellow jackets. And it's just loading it up. We <laughs> load this thing up with all these bees in it. And just drive it to the dump. Oh. And we're, like, we're driving down this, and every time we'd stop at the at a light, you'd start seeing bees flying oh my around. Gosh. <laughs> it was so bad. Oh my gosh! And then we then we go to Lane Forest Products, <laughs> and we're in full bee suits inside the dump truck. They were like, oh. yeah, <laughs> no, they. <laughs> they yeah go dump it out back so we go back there and I'm getting out in a full bee suit. There's people unloading their brush at oh, the dump no. and I'm in a full bee suit. Just bees going everywhere. Like yeah, you guys might want to stand back a little bit. You know, <laughs> we dumped this giant pile of firewood slash bees. <laughs> mostly bees. Yeah, mostly, mostly, mostly bees. bees. And so then we go back, get another load, more of the same, and we come back, and there's just this giant space around that pile of firewood coned <laughs> off. They coned it off. Yeah. Oh, man. So we went and doubled the size of the load. And, oh. Yeah. Oh. Poor bees. Oh, oh, no, screw the yellow jackets. Yeah, those, oh, they're those. awful. They're awful. Do, we, do yellow jackets pollinate things? Uh, or they no, just, they just bite things. Yeah, your leg. Assholes, with and, right? and they ruin barbecues. That's what they do. Yep. Uh, 
I could have sworn that yellow jackets had some sort of ecological value. I, yeah, you know, what, I'm sure they do. They probably feed birds or something, you know, but <laughs> they're, uh, e- they're eco- <laughs> they feed birds with your flesh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Their ecological niche is being fucking bastard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just little I, assholes just with little, wings. Just little tiny assholes. I always have Jeez people, Lord. so I tell them I had a run in with a wasp or hornet or whatever. And they ask, like, well, what was it? Was it a wasp or a hornet? Like, you asked, like, what is it? It's like, I don't know. I didn't stick around to find out. Yeah. <laughs> well, you, you take a close look at it. And you <laughs> see that separation yeah. between the abdomen and the thorax? Like, I don't you, know. It hurt. I hit it, and it's just, it that's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That being said, it is bee season. <laughs> so there's there's the assholes of the bee world, and then there's the wonderful bees out there that yeah. bring us honey. So keep an eye out yeah. and know the distinction because you don't want to, like, there's swarms of bees that are freaking people out if you don't know. But they're awesome. They're yeah. they're not going to sting you. Uh, swarms are really docile. They don't want to attack. They're just looking for a home. And uh, so if you find one and you're not a beekeeper, call a beekeeper and they'll get it out of there. They'll be super stoked to hear from you. And if you're in the Eugene area, uh, give Happy Little Tree Care a call and yeah. I'll come get it for you. <laughs> and if it's a hornet nest and you definitively identify it as such, go nuclear and just... <laughs> burn everything kill them all kill everything die 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 on this episode of bee thinking <laughs> i've actually got a, another interesting insect that i uh, came across firefighting it's called we, well we called it the stump fucker because that's just <laughs> Oh, that's what we called it. And yeah. that was the only name I knew for it. That's what I called Jamie when he got <laughs> <laughs> When I finished that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I made so many snags this week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, no, I broke Corey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> No, but uh, <laughs> it's actually the the horn the horntail wasp, <laughs> the, the horntail wasp. So what these things seem to do, or in my experience, they do. Ooh. Again, not a science. Well. Yeah, they're nasty looking, aren't they? And they've got this big. Oh, they look awesome. Yeah, this big uh, that like stinger that they've got on the back. Uh-huh. It's called an ovipositor. Yes. And they will use that to burrow into um, dead or distressed trees. And, and that's lay where they their and eggs. lay their eggs. That's what ovipositors do. Bingo. Oh. Yeah. Hence the ovipositor. Hence the ovipositor. But if you're, uh, you know, a sad little twenty-something firefighter who's just out there trying to, you know, fight fires and stuff, and you have green pants on, which are a standard issue as a firefighter, they uh, look remarkably like tree stumps. Hmm. So these things will land on you, and you'll feel this little prick in your leg, and you'll look down, and this thing that is roughly the size of, I don't know, a tarantula. <laughs> they're 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 enormous. They're they're not that big, but they're they're really big wasps. And this thing is just like sitting there. Bur- it doesn't actually like hurt you or or sting you or anything because it's again it's it's really slow and it's used to going into wood. Uh-huh. Did it impregnate you? Did it have it positive? Corey is nearly seven thousand. Is there little Corey wasps out there? <laughs> Yeah, just wasp with giant eyebrows. <laughs> just see them flying everywhere. <laughs> no, but yeah, they'll they'll do that, and you'll see these things. But you'd only I would only see them after like immediately following fires, or immediately before, f- or yeah, immediately after fires and like cleanup efforts. Because again, they go in. They I think they smell the smoke, 
and they feel the distressed trees or they uh, smell the pheromones and they'll come in and lay their eggs. And what? What's the actual name for that? <laughs> it's a horntail. 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 And uh, the scientific name. Horntail hornet or horntail wasp. 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 Okay. It is from. Also known as the Jamie bug. Yeah. <laughs> 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 also known as the stump fucker. Uh, oh <laughs> it's the family Cirrusidae. Yeah, Cirrusidae. Cirrusidae. Cir- so it's not a Vespa. It's not a Vespa. So it didn't really hurt the stinging. N- no. Well, I didn't. I didn't make it hurt. Yeah. I didn't let it. You know, do yeah. its business down yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. So I wonder. That would have been weird. And gross. Should see see <laughs> if that one guy has a review on there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, we should see if he let he let it overpass. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> All right, Andrew, you got a story. <laughs> Actually, because uh, we're on kind of the theme of g- going back to last week, we uh, we were talking about the knuckle boom, or or the knuckle on the boom truck. Yeah. About lifting off of it, uh-huh. off the lower boom. Yep. And uh, I was talking about how I've never done it with the boom truck at the city. Well, sure enough. Sure as shit. Yep. Yesterday, uh, it got pretty windy there for a little bit. And an ash tree split in half. And half of the ash tree laid down on this minivan. And so they wanted us to move the ash off the minivan without doing any damage to the minivan. Mm-hmm. And we had just the tool for that. Yeah, we had. So we just rigged it up. It worked perfect. I mean, it was still connected to the tree, so we were able to just boom the lower boom over, tie a knot to the uh, shackle on the end of the boom, and then we, we actually used another rope to tie. We kind of basket-tied the, all the main branches of the ash that was on there on a running bowl, and that way when it pulled, it kind of sucked everything together. Mm-hmm. Which was brilliant. I <clears throat> I was, I, I'll be honest, I was skeptical of it, but yeah, that worked. Oh, yeah. That, that yeah. Was, that well, was it perfect. just consolidates everything down and it did and just grabbed it real tight. And we just lifted it right up, lifted it probably, you know, four feet over the car yeah. and then just pulled the car right out from under and then just laid it down on the ground. Oh, whoa. Yeah. Nice. Worked out great. Yeah. And we got the full thing on video. I'll have to try to figure out a way to oh, yeah. get the thing to you. Cool. Yeah. So it's just like the rigging plate on the lower boom is what you guys had that all. Yeah, yeah, I've here. never used one of those before, That's so it's awesome. kind of fun to yeah. uh, do something new. And yeah, it worked great. You know, it I can understand why I haven't used it before because it it's really a limited thing. Yeah, you can only do like, so much. You, basically, it's good to lift up and go down. You yeah. can go side to side, but you couldn't like bring something around and put it in the back of the truck very easy. It doesn't no. seem, no. you know. And if you, I could see how if like you were trying to like pull something over that you wouldn't want to do that because then you're, it's going to jerk on the boom. The boom doesn't only lowers down so far, you know, so there's a lot of limitations. But if you find that job that is within all those limitations, it works great. Yeah. I feel like if you had one of those, like if you put a porter wrap on there or like one of those little mini porter wraps like I have, because it's again, it's only like a th- that one's only rated at a thousand pounds. And I think our knuckle boom is only rated at like 800 pounds. So it wouldn't be you wouldn't be overloading either piece of gear. But you then you could you could um, have it so that. You could work it out of the, have it set, and then work it out of the way, and then you could lower it down so you wouldn't have to actually bring it all the way down to the ground. So it wouldn't be a, a static. Yeah, line. yeah, I, I could see saying. that working yeah. real good. Yeah. 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 No matter of fact, if we do something like that again, that's how we might do it. Yeah, that might be. Because then you could have someone working the lower down, mm-hmm. holding tension on it as you lift. You are adding a variability in there. How's that? Well, just because it, you know, if 
if that person lets go or, oh, you yeah, know, that yeah. that rope can run compared to if it's tied there, it's just lifting up and coming down. It's not running. That's true. That's true. Not that that's a huge issue. I mean, no, but someone it, can hold it, but it's someone's going to have to hold it. It's, it'd be a little different because you'd have to hold it. And as the boom lifted, you'd have to give it that slack without letting it down because the as the porter wrap gets further up, it, you're going to have to let it run through your hands enough for yeah. to allow it to yeah. go up yeah. without letting it down. You're right, because you'd have to hold it. Not, I'm not saying you couldn't do it. No, no, it's yeah. just something you'd want to think about. If you're experienced running yeah. ropes, it shouldn't be a problem. You know? Yeah, figure totally. it out after you, after you do it a couple yeah. times. Yeah, but, but if you let it out too much, lifting it again is going to be an issue. Yeah. <laughs> no, it, yeah. well, and that's what it would yeah, be, yeah. you know, and in a situation like that where you're lifting it off a car. Yeah. You, yeah, know, you, you didn't want it to go down at all. You don't want it to go but, you could do it though. Yeah. And it might be as simple as the person it stands way far away. Mm-hmm. And so as you lift, you just walk it forward. Yeah. yeah. What if you Keep had attention. a pulley hanging off that rigging plate? And then if you were able to put a GRCS somewhere. Oh, yeah. So that yeah. you have lifting and lowering abilities on Totally. Yeah. Or put a pulley off of it and just have the, have the porter wrap. So as it lifted, it would kind of, yeah, I don't know where I was going with it. it would, <laughs> it's just another way to do it, you yeah. know. That's but that was that was kind of a fun little thing we did. That was a fun little thing we did. That when that wind picked up, because I saw you guys drive by me in the boom truck. Yeah, drive by our job site. So that was just you. after that. Yeah. Yeah. So we had two removals that day, and there was a smaller one that uh, coworker Mark did. Yeah. And then it was like as soon as I started getting up that that bigger dead crispy fur. <laughs> Like the clouds came in and the wind started blowing. Yeah, it started raining. I was like, "No way!" <laughs> but it caught. It was just pretty brief, and then calmed down. Yeah, it seems like the last few big con, like last handful of big conifers I've climbed in, it's been just like that. You yeah. get up in the top of them, and then the wind starts blowing. Yeah, like the second you're in the top. Of them. Yeah, that was you today in those that was pines. Me. Yeah, yeah, you climbed the one right next to me, and, and it was beautiful. Beautiful. <laughs> I get up in mine, and it starts blowing around. Yeah, yeah, that. That wind, it was short, short lived. Yeah, but I remember like feeling it and feeling like the tree move a little weird. I was like, I might have to like call this one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, so and, but then it was fine, just a little wet. While you were doing that, before you know, before we got called over to pull the ash off the car, uh, we were removing. Do you remember over by the BMW dealership by Alton Baker Park? We removed a couple yeah, maples, maples, so a couple more of those died. Yeah. So I was up there removing maples, and I was throwing these branches down, and like the wind is blowing them right to the BMW dealership. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's like throw it in one direction, and it moves like fifteen. The branch moves <laughs> yeah. like fifteen feet towards the BMWs. Yeah. <laughs> we're like, yeah, we're a brand we're new car. Probably yeah. gonna get a call out. Uh, fortunately, the uh, BMW dealer, the one of the owners, or managers or whatever was there to move the cars so yeah oh, yeah yeah before i went up i i saw someone out there anyway yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, was, I was like yeah, yeah we're gonna be removing these trees she's like well uh do you think i should move these cars you know and they're like probably 10 15 feet from the base of the trees it's like well if it was my bmw i'd definitely <laughs> move it you know? <laughs> yeah so. these were like dead branches so there was no foliage to catch any wind so yeah that's and it was blowing that's oh, how bad wow. it was. yeah yeah that was today uh, yesterday. yesterday, yeah, it yeah. was blowing pretty. Good. I was kind of a matter of fact when we were throwing those and they were moving like that. I I think it it might have been you that was like, yeah, we're gonna get called out somewhere. There's, I mean, there's yeah, gonna be a failure. I, one of us. I, I feel like every time the wind picks up, one of us is like, oh, we're gonna get a call out. Yeah, and then nope. And then except no, for some ex- time. Except for some. That's time. interesting because when that wind picked up, I did feel weird in that fur. And you know, I climbed trees in the wind all the time, but I started yeah. going. I was like, whoa. 
Yeah, that I'd was, have to call this one. Yeah, no, it, it's yeah. it's funny how sometimes it just hits you like that. Yeah, like it's, I, I'll be in like totally innocuous tree sometimes, and it just something just something weird hits me, and I'm just like, wow, this is, well, I'm, I'm not okay right now. Mm-hmm. And the thing about the wind was it was constant for probably 20, 20, 30 minutes. It was just blowing, and it would get harder and softer, but it was constantly blowing. And that's when you get failures. When you uh, when you have a steady wind, when it's gusty, trees are designed to go back and forth and absorb those energies. But when you get that constant power, uh, they can't withstand nearly as much energy. Uh, yeah. You know, so that that's when you got to work. When yeah. you feel yourself leaning off to one side for a matter of time, yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's like a constant load on one plane. And it's yeah, totally. I, I think it's like thirty it seconds. And thought and just thought, you know, just yeah. kind of waited. Yeah, eventually. It, the wind kind of stopped and it was just rain. Yeah. yeah. When that happens, you, you, you I usually go in two directions. You either be like, all right, I got to get out of this tree. Or, or shit you just get going. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly. Yeah. Like, We're taking yeah. the top. Yeah, is it big? Yeah. Am I ready to send the top? It'll fit. It'll fit. <laughs> top <this> fucking tree. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, either that or uh, when you're just pruning, it's like, time to make some weight reduction cuts. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're cutting here, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I had a very windy day once when I was like, I was climbing an aspen tree. <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> those, those, those are the best trees to be in wind. Oh, man. It was those and poplars. Like, and it was like my first time being in one of those. <laughs> and it was like a co dominance day. Yummy. I'm like, wow, this is really bouncy. And the wind picked up. I'm like, am I going to die? Am I going to die? Oh, that's always a fun question and to thankfully ask. thankfully, Jamie was there. I'm like, Jamie. <laughs> it's like, you're fine. Just go. <laughs> Drop that fucking tree. Drop that yeah, fucking tree. <laughs> Drop that motherfucker. <laughs> we weren't topping it. Yeah. We were subordinating one of Sub- the leaves. Subordinate. Yeah. Subordinate the shit out of that real quick. We <laughs> topped half of that fucking tree. <laughs> yeah. it, was a, it was a half measure. Oh, uh. my God. It's so funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh. All right. Well, uh, Corey, do you got any good stories from the field? Yeah, Corey, your turn. Me? I yeah. I don't know. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, this this week was has been nuts. Um, we had, so that obviously the big ice storm um, that hit a few months ago, where I'm still picking up random work from that here and there. And Are you really? I am, yeah. My, Salem? Yeah, it's crazy. My uh, cousin, he texted me on Sunday evening, a picture. He's got a, a, so you remember that Raywood ash that we climbed for him? I do. Yeah. Oh, was that the day when Amanda flaked out my? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yep. Yeah. So Raywood, and I think it was one of your first working limb walks. Yeah. Maybe. Yes. It was. It was. So. Well, that was like a little over a year ago. It was. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so my cousin sent me a picture. Uh, end of the day on Sunday. And don't tell me. Yeah, it's got a split all the way down to the ground. That Raywood ash. That Raywood ash. Oh, it's a that g- ash though. <laughs> that <laughs> ash. It's it's a. To paint the picture, I'm not. We're not usually a huge fan of Raywood ashes, but this one's in a backyard. It's wide open. It's a really nice tree too. It, it is a. It's a gorgeous tree. It's probably fifty, maybe sixty feet tall. I'd call it fifty-five. Fifty-five. Okay. Yeah. Approximately. Approximately fifty-five. <laughs> It's got a big co-dominant in it. 
and one half like leans over towards his garage, and then the other one goes off towards his back fence line, and it's like it's got some uh, Colorado blue spruce around it and a little stuff like that. But it's it's the tallest tree on his property, and yeah, it's split all the way down to the ground. So oh no. he sent me this picture. and He's like, "Is this bad?" And I'm like, "Yeah, that's, that's very bad. That is <laughs> very bad." He, I'm like, uh, can you can you tie a rope in it, or do you want me to come out there and like climb up into it and tie a rope in it? So I get out there and it's it's bad, like it's down to the ground, like Aww. split in half. Um, the backside of it, fortunately, most of most of the wo- uh, the retaining wood is still on the back stem. So I tie into that one, I use that one, and then I two three lines, two lines on the canopy, and then one I just run a line around the base of the tra- uh, trunk a bunch, and then I do a whole bunch of end weight reduction or a whole bunch of weight reduction on the piece that's failing. And then I'm like, don't, you know, I think this will be okay for another week. I'll be back next weekend. Cause it's like, at this point, it's like eight, eight o'clock at, in the afternoon, eight o'clock uh, at night. And I'm like, I eight can't o'clock in the afternoon. Eight o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> it was a long day. Um, uh, and I'm, I'm like, yeah, I can't finish this today, but I'll be back next weekend. We'll, you know, f- wrap it up. And I'm actually going to be rolling out there tomorrow to finish that up. But that was my, is uh, it a removal? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it sounds like a crack all the way to yeah. the base. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's so sad. He, and he was, I felt really bad because he's like, is there any, like, is there anything we can do to save this tree? And I'm just like, yeah. Could you put like four or five braces in there and just ex- extreme weight reduction on know. it? No, I feel like they don't really have the best. <sighs> yeah, I know. I'm just. Like, yeah, no, I, yeah. I appreciate that. <laughs> I was actually thinking that myself. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. We could, but it's got a it's got a giant raw. Po- it's yeah. yeah. Well, raw and with poppy. it being a raywood ash, it you know when I remember it was actually oh. it was actually like my second day on the job, way back in the day, uh, we got a call from John Anthony. They got he was he used to be the arborist for the U of O. It was uh, maple that started ripping in half. You know, not a giant one, but uh, we show up and it's been. Like he started removing half of it, and then he's like, "I realized I could, I might be able to save it if you guys could bolt it together for me." And so we showed up and we uh, bolt. It's gone now. They built a building there and removed it a few years back. <laughs> uh, fucking buildings. Yeah. No. That. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but so we showed up, and sure enough, we bolted it all together. And for years, it was it was a great thing because it was you know right when I first started. So I just got to watch that for probably. 15 years or so nice you know and it it sure enough like fully absorbed the bolts you couldn't see they were really? there yep the the cuts where he was starting to remove it you know just sprouted out and became canopy and is like holy shit Interesting. you know you can you can actually save some of these and 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 that was a big leaf right i uh, know i think it was a sugar maple okay but it, it, it was still a maple is he, yeah was it sugar or red maples are uh, pretty interesting compartmentalizers i find yeah I feel like they deal with r- rot a lot better than like an ash tree would. Yeah. As yeah. A, especially like a co-dominant. Raywood yeah. ash. Yeah. yeah. Which was pretty big and heavy anyways. Oh, that's so sad, Corey. I know. Yeah. That was the first time that I ever like really fucked up and realized that it's okay to fuck up. Yeah, it is okay to fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> it's an important <laughs> lesson to learn. Yes. I was As like, an arborist oh, and in life. I'm on a limb <laughs> walk and I had a pole saw and I was like making this cut and I'm like, oh yeah, it's about to go. And then once once the cut was done, I realized I was putting all of my weight on the pole saw. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, and I fell off of the limb. Did you go for a swing too, or were you? No, I, I had my positioning lanyard on, oh. s- on a branch above me. 
So which was like a good move. Yeah, it was one of those <laughs> ones for like two seconds. You felt, or like a millisecond, yeah. you felt like you were falling, and then it caught you, and you're yeah. like, oh, oh no, oh, oh wait. That's why we do this. Yeah. 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 <laughs> cool, yeah. That's what work positioning is all about, hey? Yeah, so that's not really a fuck up. That's just It wasn't, but it, it was That's like, just how it goes sometimes. It was just my first time being like, wow, this is why we have Yeah, this is why we tie in twice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So when you say maples deal with rot uh better, what do you mean as far as like being able to hold their canopy up uh-huh. still? Cuz I mean our big leaf maples. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely a lot of hollows in there, but that's, they, they I can think hold that's it. what I was getting at. It's like they compartmentalize, is what I think I said. Mm-hmm. At least that's what I meant. They compartmentalize interestingly. Like they're really good at sealing things off, but not like, you know, a lot of mature big leaf maples around here will, like, their canopy will look perfectly fine, but they'll be they're almost hollow. completely they're hollow, hollow yeah. all the way through. So, and, and the thing with, um, big leaf maples is that they hold a lot of their structural support like a lot of trees so an ash or an oak more so they hold you know a lot of their support in their their heartwood right okay um versus a big leaf maple which holds most of its uh most of its structural strength in that uh that cambium layer or the living oh, interesting. The, the, sh- the shell wall living layer yeah it's so like an apple tree would probably be a good example yeah that. exactly yeah. Yeah. yeah apples are you the could same see the, yeah 100 year old apples and it's just this thin cambium holding yeah, up all this. it's like a 100 year apple with like a hole that you can dive down yeah. into yeah yeah <laughs> that, like that being out. said apple trees are not the strongest either so no i know but same with the same with maples you no know, it, it, it's true that. it's true but, but but they look fine and um and the I guess I guess what I was getting at is like their their capability of creating reaction wood that's pretty solid. Mm. Is yes, it's a, it's greater than that of an ash tree. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you look at and maybe you guys just talked about this, but you look at old big leaf maples. Oh yeah, yeah, we talked about <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah, perfect. For you, SIP. Yeah, maybe. No, but what are you gonna say? Well, I was just gonna say there's not a you know there's probably not a single like old growth big leaf maple in town that doesn't have some kind of decay pocket Although, in the trunk. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's more just part of the natural process of those maples. Yeah. Yeah. You know. <clears throat> yeah. No, the reason I say that apples aren't that strong is an apple tree split apart on me before. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like that, yeah. It, it was a, it was an old, it was just like that, an old, uh, hundred year old plus apple tree that had been topped periodically, and then it had been left alone for thirty years or so. So it full had of like, decay. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. We just did one recently. We considered a emergency pruning. Oh job. yeah, that was emergency the last pruning. Week. Yeah, because it was an apple tree. These people had just moved into this property. This is old apple tree that hadn't been touched in a long time, and it's too late to be doing an orchard prune. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. <laughs> but it was like just that thin cambium, like full hollows, like the top sides of these lateral limbs are just hollow. Yep. And it's like, oh, if you want to save this tree, we should definitely get, I mean, there's a high risk of it failing this year if yeah. we don't get this off. So we went in and took all those big sprouts off. And and the tree will still be all right. I mean, so long yeah. as you didn't get, you know, if there's still some kind of branches to shade it out. Yeah, or we, we made a point. Not to do anything other than take off the upright suckers. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Totally. Which was still, it's, it was a pretty heavy prune. Oh, I'll, yeah. yeah, I can yeah. imagine. It, uh, but you can hit those apple trees pretty heavily. Yeah, even after, mm-hmm. you might not, you know, I think of like waiting for bud break as, you know, to maximize fruit production and some of those functions. But, you know, those apples, you can still hit them. You can still give them an emergency pruning yeah. after they've leafed <laughs> out if, if necessary. 
think it was Nate who told me that some old guy with an orchard told him you can't kill an apple tree. And he's like, believe me, I've tried. Or yeah, something, you know, yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and apples for sure, but most fruit trees are really super tough in terms of, of pruning. I've, I've fruit tree pruning, we should do an episode. On oh, that would yeah. be a good one. Maybe oh, next get winter Jeff or to come on or something. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Horn, uh, your Horn- buddy Doug Hornaday. Oh, yeah, Hornaday. Doug is like the oh, yeah. 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 It's funny. We were talking about bees earlier. I was going to mention we <laughs> were out on a job a couple weeks ago and uh, Nate saw this swarm of bees. Well, I, like we all heard it. It was just like we thought it was a drone at first. Anyways, there was this huge swarm in the sky. Like, oh, that's so cool. In like on this trail. It was out in Coburg. And uh, it was, like, amongst these ash trees, these Oregon ashes. <laughs> and so Nate called Doug because he's like, hey, man, come get these bees. Yeah. By the time Doug got there, they were gone. But oh, it was just so – it. it was nice because I was, like – I was in charge of, like, making sure, you know, like, he's like, tell uh, they're over by that tree. Go tell Doug where they are. And I'm like, I don't see them. I can kind of hear them, but I don't really see them. But when Doug came out, he was, like, looking at some people's trees in their yard <laughs> and they were just hacked to shit. There were some, like, fruit <laughs> trees. He's like, oh, bleh. Yeah. <laughs> like, walking past him, like, God, that's awful. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I could see Doug. What a hack job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I'd never really, like, formally met him until then. I'm like, this guy's awesome. Oh, Doug's as cool as yeah. they come. Yeah, yeah, he's pretty rad. <laughs> We've had him as a guest, right? Yeah. Yeah, he came on. We called him up and yep. talked to him on the phone. I remember that once. I think he's vaccinated now. We'll have to have him in person come in and... Yeah. Uh, Maybe for a fruit tree episode. For, fr- for sure, for a fruit tree episode. For sure. For sure. For sure. <laughs> yeah, I didn't really know how to prune fruit trees, to be honest, until I started working with Nate really seeing how it's done yeah yeah it's been interesting and yeah and even that mostly just apples i think i kind of got figured out you know well different fruits are going to do different things yeah you know in my mind it's a lot about understanding how the tree is going to react and knowing how to get the reaction you want yeah you know out of it and so every tree reacts a little different you know apples will act a little different than pears but once you kind of build the you know, that kind of relationship with the tree of like, okay, if I want to do this, then I do this. Then it, you know, it takes you long. It, it gets you pretty far. And then if you, I always think of, you know, fruit tree pruning. If you get real good at fruit tree pruning, you start seeing those techniques when you're pruning bigger trees also. Yeah. When you're getting like the weight reduction and thinning cuts in big trees, all of a sudden you're, uh, at least for me, I start thinking about some of those same techniques I use when I'm pruning a fruit tree just on a, a bigger level. Yeah, yeah, that's you, interesting. You pay a lot more attention to lateral advantages. Totally. Yeah. And and like how do you give it kind of layering and mm-hmm. kind of some of those things you think about, you know, with a fruit tree you're thinking about how getting solar access to maximize fruit production and you know, kind of get how do I create this small canopy but still maximize solar access and all that stuff. But then you start thinking about that in big trees and it's the same thing, just on a much bigger scale instead of, you know, being, you know, uh, a quarter of the size of the tree, you're a tenth of the size of the tree, or whatever, you yeah. know. <laughs> and, and rather than reaching your arm out a little bit to make that extra cut, you gotta, you know, limb walk out there, or redirect your rope, or yeah. something yep. like that. And then it might not be as extreme. Obviously, right. you know, with a maple, you're not like trying to shrink it down, so you're not doing those size reduction cuts as much. But kind of the concept wise, you know, before people start thinking I'm talking about hacking maples down like they're <laughs> apple trees. <laughs> no, no, no. But for like an end weight 
reduction. Yeah. You're yeah, looking yeah, at like yeah. one limb. I definitely say like you just made me realize that that's probably why I started looking at end weight reduction differently. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you should be just like cut it to an upright kind of thing for the most part. Yeah. Right, right. It's kind of what I would see when I looked at end weight reduction. Yeah. But I've kind of started to do different things. Like maybe that upright is the heavy piece that should go. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. You know? yeah. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it's interesting, you know, or before it might, ju- like you say, just the upright but you start looking at every branch and start thinking of the advantages of yeah. each one of those branches. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's cool. And it's yeah. interesting to think of it in context of like what the tree wants to do and what you want the tree to do. Yeah. Right. Cause yeah. like that's a lot of what fruit tree pruning is, you know, cause yeah. like a pear tree for instance wants to like, sometimes I want to be 40 fucking feet tall yeah, and be like, haha, the pears are up here. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm gonna split apart in the nearest storm. <laughs> <laughs> <Exactly. laughs> Sucker! <laughs> I'm gonna fall in your shed, and you're not getting yeah. any of these fucking pears. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna feed the birds. <laughs> yeah, but if you, you know, if like when, it, especially when they're young, I feel like that's and like with any tree, literally any tree, yeah. when they're young, that's. I think we all know, right? I'm not yeah. <laughs> I'm preaching to the choir here, but like pruning when they're young for structure is like very key. Very key. Yeah. But especially in terms of don't even go there, Corey. Okay. <laughs> 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 I can see I can see the snide remark boiling in your head. <laughs> You're oh, not oh. a scientist, remember? <laughs> oh yeah. No, I I remember. I remember. Yeah. But yeah, whatever I mean, Professor Shields. When it comes to something that you want. You know, like we would never treat, uh, like like a horse chestnut that's like supposed to shade our yard the same way that we would treat an apple tree that we want to get fruit from. No, yeah. 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 But at the same time, a lot of the pruning principles are somewhat applicable. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, just with. Apple trees, we take more liberty, like the espalier I have next to my garage. You know, you just like freaking prune it four times a year to just keep it in place, you know, compared to a maple where you might prune it every five years, (laughs) you know, but, but in the end, a tree is a tree and you're just making pruning cuts there, you know? Yep. So you're espalier. Apple trees here. Espalier. Yeah. Such a fancy word. <laughs> it's <not> fancy. <laughs> I feel like you, sh- feel like you should stick your pinky pinky finger out every time you say espalier. How would you, d- how would you define it? It's like a 2D tree, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's like a tree that grows flat and out along like well, a, a lattice or a Yeah, so I, I've got wires along the garage. Mm-hmm. And then there's three levels to it. So the apple comes up, and then each each branch is a graft of a different type of apple. Oh, cool! God, so and so, and then wow. So as they grow out, I just uh, two pinkies. keep yeah two pinkies. <laughs> keep tying them <laughs> on to the <laughs> cables, so they run sideways, and then they have branches that come up off that. And so if the branch sticks too far out, I remove it, and then I just keep pruning them back to just you know a couple inches, just little structures, and then those sprout out. And so when you got this tree. Did you get it as like it's already kind of been structurally pruned to be yeah know, an espalier yeah it apple was tree when I got it I got it as a uh, housewarming gift from Than okay got those Aww. two trees yeah so kind of cool but uh, they you know so it grew up and then it had all this uh, all the grafts, grafts on it already 
So, okay. you know, and so they were just grafted on to, to be an espalier to go out to the side. Be like a fruit salad. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's a fruit salad tree. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. Uh, the first time I did an espalier pruning, I was just like making one cut and then looking at Nate. He's like. Just keep going. <laughs> thumbs up. Like, yeah. Yeah. You get it. It's yeah. like this. Yeah, oh, that's like that's it. Yeah, <laughs> they're so fun to do. <laughs> it's it's really interesting, and it feels naughty to me because I'm so like, you know, like let a tree be a tree. Yeah, but don't but turn it, don't turn it into a wall. <laughs> you can't make me a wall, man. <laughs> You're like, yeah, guess what? Yeah. <laughs> You're my fruit salad wall now. <laughs> yeah, Take what you that. gonna do about it? <laughs> I lived down in Southern Oregon uh, prior to moving here, and the marijuana industry is just booming down there yeah. <laughs> like oh there are marijuana grows right along i-5 you know you just see them like, just in a spalier oh it's <laughs> crazy but that's yeah. the thing is working for Two a client <laughs> who was experimenting with a spalier <laughs> marijuana plants oh nice yeah yeah, they're not paying attention at all. Yeah. These two. <laughs> yeah. No, we're paying attention. We're, <laughs> we're, we're talking about the weed, right? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, this guy was experimenting with a spalier uh, marijuana. It was so interesting to see. I knew it. Yeah, yeah, I was paying attention. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did it work? I don't know. He was doing it. <laughs> he was doing <laughs> it. I'm sure it worked, but whether or not it was like profitable yeah, it probably yeah, doesn't whatever. maximize the crop but yeah but you know you see the ones where they have the net and so it all grows up through the net that's wow. just like the, I had a lot the of ocean of green is that what they call that yeah. it works with hops yeah like that's oh, how yeah. they grow hops is it with yeah. the nets i worked and with a hops, lot of i think are in the same family as cannabis i think so so yep. yeah i had a lot of friends in yeah. the industry and that's like to support it because the buds get so heavy Exa- exactly it that, and that's what I understood. The buds get heavy, and it, and you can kind of train it to go further out and further out and support these long... Li- you know, it's all, again, all solar access yeah, or yeah. light access. Mm-hmm. But it it's kind of a similar idea, Yeah, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty <laughs> this cool. This was like, <laughs> he was training it to grow a spalier. And I mentioned it to some of my friends who work in the industry, and they're like, uh, they'd heard that there was going to be, like, canopy restrictions on... Uh, marijuana grows oh. so they're gonna like restrict the size of your canopy so i think this guy had the, the idea of like, ah. oh we just yeah. get it to grow almost like a vineyard style yeah. I guess, yeah. right? that's, yeah. that's clever. It's like it's yeah. not a tree it's a vine yeah <laughs> <laughs> who knows if it worked yeah. but i remember seeing that it was so interesting espalier yeah i used to pronounce it like that espalier espal Topiary. Topiary. Sandwich. Sandwich. What else do we got? Yeah. We got any questions? This, this no, time I don't think I don't think we do. I, I have a look. lot of questions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what are we doing here? <laughs> yeah, well, last, why? <laughs> last episode we answered uh, questions from the internet. Uh, oh really, really? Yeah. That's where the you <laughs> you helped me tie a pizza onto a rope this week. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah. We totally did the clove hitch pizza thing. Yeah. You know what? We need to, I need to, uh, a matter of fact, that post that you put on Instagram, I didn't see it on Facebook. Did it not get oh, shared? Maybe the the tab wasn't. Uh, yeah. You should oh, share that onto me. Facebook because then I'll, I'll send that out to the group Yeah. Uh, that, that I got the questions from before. Because yeah, um, that was one of the questions, so I'll sent put it out to that group saying, "Hey, we, you know, you, 
you asked some questions and we answered them on this episode. <laughs> we field tested it we too. <laughs> we did, we did. And it, it worked mostly. Yeah. <laughs> what um so you you ask questions on your Facebook group? Uh, not you know what we should do? We should start a tree thinking Facebook group. Yeah. Oh. I don't know how that works. I'm not that <laughs> a, a Facebook group or a Facebook page or Well, we have a Facebook page, but we should start a Facebook group. Because then you people can comment in it, and we can, yeah. you have a back and forth, and then we can bring that into the podcast. That's a good idea. Yeah, That's we'll do like that. Big part of what we're here for. Right? Yeah, yeah. The well, and community and question. The community. That, and that's question. another thing we talked about last episode was trying to was trying to get the uh, the community outreach thing going and having a call in show. Yeah, you know, where we have just random people call in. That would be really cool. Oh, and I'm tempted yeah, to like put something that. just on. I really want to do it. So let's bring it up again. Like we just want anyone who wants to be on the show to talk about something, tip, trick, story, like yeah. close make, call, anything. Make, you got a joke, like whatever. Make fun of Corey. Yeah, make, oh, fun, yeah, of make fun of Corey. Especially we'll do a whole episode. Yeah. About sandwiches and making fun of Corey. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be at the top of the list if you got trash talk on Corey. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, email us at uh, treethinkingpodcast at gmail.com. Right? That's the... Yep. Or just slide into the DMs <laughs> on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> or just swipe right on Tinder. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Wait, we have a Tinder? <laughs> we do now. Yeah, you're actually the picture there. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, can, I can get behind that. <laughs> yeah, we have no likes, but <laughs> no matches. Oh, matches. That's how yeah. Tinder. Or or re- so. reach out at uh, Corey Shields at fans only. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't started that one yet. Yeah. Oh my god. Okay, we were serious about the first one, but I think yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, I'll yeah. just delete the rest of that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you? Yeah, no, I won't. That's solid gold. That's solid gold right there. Email us or message us if you're interested, and then we'll come up with a date, and uh, we'll just talk to like I don't know, maybe like four or five people an episode or something. It depends on how uh, interesting. Long, yeah, you're, how much? How, how many people we got, and how long the conversation goes. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And yeah. if we if we cut you out of the episode, you just weren't interesting enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, yeah. we don't edit anything. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, <laughs> it all stays in. No, there, there's quite a few. Uh, yeah, there's and a lot. Ums and <laughs> Corey's phone ringing. Like and uh, <laughs> uh, do we want to take a break real quick? Yeah. Let's take a break. You want to tell this story? Yeah, yeah. All right, all right, cool. All right, all right, are we back on? Back to our... All right, yeah, we're back on, I, th- I think. Are we back? Six <laughs> habitat trees on that site, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. There were six. Yeah, because there was that one in the front, too. Yep. Yeah. The one in the front was the, hey, tree. <laughs> 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 but the one, the smaller one in the back that I did... <laughs> I had to tie into a fur that had to get limbed up anyways. It was like needed to get, well, not limbed, but it needed deadwooding. Um, up just until like maybe where the top of the dead fur that was next to it was, which was really skinny and very dead. And it was a, so I, thankfully it was close enough to the living fur that I could just swing over. And <laughs> had a fun time doing a little spurless removal with it. Nice. <laughs> but Jamie set the line and put his rope on, which <laughs> was the, 
Scandier. Yale Scandier. Yale Scandier, <laughs> which I must say, I'm not a fan of. No. Sorry, Yale. I bought. <laughs> I bought. I really like the Blue Moon. Blue Moon's great. It's my favorite. I bought 300 feet of it because I'm a big fan of Yale's 11.7, like Blue Moon. Love it. So this is Yale 11.7, and it's like a 48 strand static. I put air quotes up. Static oh, it's a 48 rope. strand. Yeah. Is it a Kern Mantle then? Mm, I don't think so. It's not. No, but I'm not sure. But uh, it says it's a static rope, and I like my ropes really static. Like X Static is my favorite. The KM3 Max is is good, but it's so skinny that I don't really use it anymore. But that's how like when when I buy a static rope, I want it to be static. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Efficient on your ascents, <laughs> not bouncy. Bouncing. And I bought this rope uh, because it was a good price. I needed a 300-foot rope. We, t- we have really tall furs here, and I just hate combining ropes together. I just feel weird. Like, it's just another thing it, that it's could just potentially thing, go yeah. wrong, yeah. you know. Whenever I do, I back it up, like, 20 times. I swear. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm the same way. You just, like, remove that variable out of the system yeah. if you can. You yeah. Know? So, yeah, I have 300 feet of Yale Scandier, and <laughs> this is, <laughs> Becca can do the review with me <laughs> on how bad this rope is, <laughs> but I bought it because online, it was a good price. I was debating between that and the Ecstatic, which I knew I loved, but I was like, oh, this, you know, I'm going to save like 60 bucks, 70 bucks or something. And it's something new. And the reviews are good. People like mm-hmm. this rope. Yeah. You know, it runs really well in mechanical devices. It doesn't flatten out. <laughs> you know, it's nice and static. You know, good not ability. I get it. And <laughs> all this shit is false. Oh, uh, boy. Everything. <laughs> oh, no. Well, Yale, I love your products. Seriously. Love your same. products. But this rope, like, the reviews are what misguided me. Not necessarily looking up the specs of your rope. But it doesn't hold a knot. Like, I get scared with a bowling. I like bowling, Yosemite finish, you know, two half inches and a, fi- a figure eight knot. It's like <laughs> what I do with this thing because I, I get worried about it. That's, That's pretty bad. That is real bad. Yeah. And I'm I'm over-exaggerating. I tie a bunch of shit when I do a base tie with anything. Anyway, yeah. I just, I don't know. I it just, takes two I seconds. I just do that. I always yeah. have all this extra tail, and I'm just like, oh, tidy it up and yeah, yeah. back it up. It's fun to do. So um, it looks like it is. A, it's 11.7 Kern Mantle. Uh, it is a Kern 71, Mantle. 7,100 pounds ABS. Yeah. So that makes sense for the bounciness, but why would it be sold as a static line then? Yeah, it it's got a lot of bouncy. elongation, I guess, is the term they would use, right? Guess, yeah, the, it's, yeah, it's got uh, 3% at uh, 3% elongation at 10% ABS. So that's on the upper end of, uh, of a static rope. Of yeah. a static rope, yeah. Because usually you want like mid twos. Yeah. And then below below two is, you know, like stellar. Yeah. So it, I feel like... But Blue Moon is more static than that. Yeah, yeah it is. The feel of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know if, like, the actual like no, the no, numbers or whatever. But I think I think the elongation and then the feel of it are two different yeah. things. The feel of it. Like, I have a 150-foot tie-in. You know, I've used this whole rope, and it's time to go up there on this fern. I'm just bouncing. I'm like, oh, I'm wasting all of this energy. <laughs> and then, you know, doesn't flatten out in gear. Like, I put my rope runner on it, and, like, oh, it just flattens that thing, slips. It's, like, super touchy. Um, I was dealing with that today with my rope runner pro. It was driving me crazy. So, and I sent you that text cause you were asking me. Yeah. My buddy Charles just bought one and was curious what, 
what I set it on. He thought I had the pro. I just have the original one. Yeah, and so I set mine. I tried it out on five because I like it loose to be able to just go and it started slipping on that. So I put it to four, and today it was on four, and it started slipping on that. Yeah. And I was, using, I was on the 11.7 Tropical. And so I moved it to three, and it was running pretty good on the three, but, man, it's flattening out the rope like nobody's but, but business. What, what it is with the rope runner is that it wears it out. Those yeah. bollards get worn in, so you have to mm-hmm. you have adjust to start the adjusting. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Which is kind of annoying, which is why, like, hitches are nice in that guard versus mechanical devices. Yeah. I'm, you know. I don't know. But those I, bollards are replaceable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. true. And maybe that's what it is. I just need to be replaced. You can always tighten Pretty it cheap, but yeah, yeah. you just keep, just keep on yeah. loose or tightening it and yeah, tightening it. Keep tightening it until it. you're like, until it's on one and slipping. I think they say when 10% of that bollard is worn in, it's time to replace it. Okay. Yeah. Which I've replaced on my rope runner. I mean, and it's like 20 bucks. Yeah. Bollards. Right. Which is the same price as a new Prusik. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Which wears it like uh like the, the rope runner bollards wear like a fraction of the percentage of the yeah. prosec. Yeah. yeah. But this fucking rope though. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie's like, Well, I already set the line with this. You wanna give it a spin? I'm like, I really wanna do this job, but I don't wanna do it on this rope, but I'll do it. And I wanted to give my honest opinion. I didn't want to just shit talk after watching him and having him <laughs> tell me about yeah. what he thinks. So, so maybe I'm biased, but also I, I was there, man. Yeah. <laughs> I lived it. <laughs> and, and like just even like tying my bowl in, I was like, oh God. Yeah. <laughs> it was like it was like trying to bend a chopstick. You know? uh, I wasn't that bad. Again, it's not that bad. It's really not that it's bad not. of a rope. But when when I don't like something I think it's funny. It makes me laugh on the inside to like really talk about how much I don't like it. <laughs> yeah. Know, like, yeah. I think we're all at that point. Yeah. Like Subway. You know, it's all right. I'll yeah, eat it. Like, but I like, really I'm like, bread? that is the worst <laughs> restaurant yeah. in the yeah. world. Yeah. And that makes me laugh. <laughs> Not like Wendy's. Yeah. <laughs> no, Wendy's is God's gift to me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So Yale Scandier that, That's is a like good my, chicken uh, sandwich. But I did. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, there he goes. <sighs> Yale Scandier is like my subway. <laughs> oh, it's not. It's not that bad. Well, what's but your again, what's your spicy like chicken sandwich the then? The sun, the well, Blue Moon. Say that Blue Moon or the Captain Hook. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Blue Moon is a, an amazing rope. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think it's great all I around rope. Just I, I I really don't. I've been trying to find a better rope than it. Like I, I can't. I. I, I I haven't found a better one. It's, I, the, it's the only thing. I Well, I have the Focus, which is the blue moon, but it's, it's in cooler thing. colors. So. <laughs> ta- tactical colors. I ended tactical. up with a Poison Ivy recently because I was trying to get blue moon, but it was out of stock. No, Poison Ivy is And it's one. Samson Poison Ivy, okay. I think, right? So it's green and silver. Well, Yeah, it's Samson. Silver yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. And I always thought Yale was the Poison Ivy thing. Yale is the Poison Ivy. That's... Yeah, maybe it's. You can fact check me. I'm pretty sure. No, no, I, I, I believe you. I'm just. I got it at RDO, and it was, which is our local supply shop, Vermeer dealership. Yeah. <coughs> Weird. And now it runs. It there was a lot of milking right away. So I remember I put it on, I was like, my zigzag's slipping. This is weird. This is brand new. But it was like, I think it was the milking of the cover because now it runs perfect. Right, right. And it feels a lot like the Blue Moon. Gotcha. Good That's rope. Good. But there was initial milking where I was like, damn it. Wish I would have got the blue moon again. Should have got yeah. that yeah. scandier. Yeah, yeah, but I I tried. I'm I'm working through uh, Samson's uh, 
what is the name of that? Voyager? Yeah, Voyager. It's the blue and white and uh, green one. Mm. Yeah, because it's, it's 11. The Vortex? or ver- No, uh, it is the Voyager. It's, it's the Voyager. The yeah. Vortex is the 12, and the Vertex, or the the other one that you said, Vortex. Vertex, Vortex, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> the, this, the Voyager is the 11. Uh, it's it's like a blue moon. It's like an 11.8, 11.7, somewhere in yeah. there. It has a comparable breaking strength and all of that. So the Skandir is also 11.7, but it like it looks skinnier. I think 11.7s are getting skinnier because I have an old blue moon that I loved. And, it's, and it's now my new ones are like skinnier. My ecstatic, I feel like it's skinnier. How, how can they get Does, skinnier? Maybe it's just me. It just <laughs> seems like it. Well, I know like rope diameters aren't true diameters, right? That's like true. it's not yeah. a true yeah. measurement yeah. of that. That's true. Well, and then probably close as a rope wears, it gets a little fatter, right? That's interesting. So then, yeah, because yeah, as it just kind of oh, breaks it in, pops up. yeah, just yeah. a little bit. So I wonder if as as it breaks it in, you, it yeah. feels mm. good. You get used to it, and then you get a new one, and you're like, "What is this crap?" Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> Maybe that is it. Yeah, I don't know. This one though, it, again, it wasn't that terrible. I, I just it's so easy to talk shit about anything that has even a slight imperfection, obviously. Yeah. But I just like trying to tie a butterfly. For safety, it, it's it, just like. <laughs> to be fair, yeah. this, it sounds like this has quite a few considerable imperfections. Not, not slight. Again, it's just like Jamie said: the notability is not great. Well, and if you don't, if you can't tie a good knot, you know, I mean, if you can't tie that good knot, then like, what's the point? Yeah, it's a rope. It is you you need r- to be able to tie into it and feel safe with and that knot yeah, you tie. Well, to be fair, like static ropes in general are not, you know, the knotability is not great. On, on not on them. the blue moon. Maybe your Samson Mercury seems like it would be. It 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 knots really well. Yeah, and so does um, HTP. Uh, HTP. No, uh, Sterling HTP. High, oh. high tenacity polyester. Yeah, yeah. HTP. Mm. That that one knots really well as well, and that's a. The like mercury is pretty solid. Yeah. But it is a little bouncy as it's well. It's very bouncy. Yeah. It's a it's got a, a nylon core. So mm-hmm. that's that's where you get the bounce from it. But it's yeah. definitely Yeah, but I'm like sitting here wondering where the bounce is coming from in this rope that is supposed to be a static rope. Because I'm like I'm making I'm like cutting and the whole time I'm like jiggling, <laughs> you know. Like yeah. yeah, that that shouldn't be happening. <laughs> to well, me, and to me it's undesirable, but <laughs> some people might prefer the little bit of bounce. I, I it wasn't that much of a bounce, but in retrospect, I think maybe if I had uh, undone the basal tie and set a canopy anchor instead, that would have been a more there pleasant will be climb less, for yeah. me. Less bounce, yeah. You know, yeah. And, and then also like a big thing with that particular job was that like a lot of the limbs that I had to remove that were dead were right up against the <laughs> like the backside of my where the anchor was, so I was having to like move the rope out of the way. So again, like a, a a canopy. Sounds like it was the rope's fault, though. So and I, that's that wasn't that was the joke <laughs> that, of the day. That's like, <laughs> we're just gonna blame everything on the rope. <laughs> that's an issue with base anchors in general. Like yeah. some people won't work on base work off of base anchors. Yeah, you know, and it makes sense because you do have to cut near those. Mm-hmm. You have limbs falling at the base of a tree, like fir limbs, especially if you're taking a f- uh, Douglas fir limb, you know, the brush hits, it yeah. kind of bounces back toward the trunk. If you don't get it to like pop off flat, it makes a lot like, of sense. There's a lot of arguments against working off of base anchors. Absolutely. Yeah. 
But at the same time, I was like, well, I'm going to work my way up. I'm not going to go up and then go down. Yeah, you just have to be really aware. Yeah. yeah. And then and again, like the whole time I was like moving the rope around everything. And yeah. <laughs> it's just, I just, <laughs> I don't even want to know. I think I said, fuck this rope more times. <laughs> <that> <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I thought you were just amusing me. <laughs> I mean, I was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to make you feel more. Validated. I was trying to give it to you. <laughs> I know, and I still wouldn't take it. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah, you in the truck it. if you want it. <laughs> you know it's bad when you can't give it away. Yeah. <laughs> That's a pretty good sign. It's not that bad. I went to bed that night being like, I should have taken that rope. <laughs> yeah. R- ropes are preference, too. Like, yeah, big time. So yeah. I get maybe my mistake in reading the reviews, like, oh, these people think it's awesome. I might think it's awesome. But it's probably like music. <laughs> like, I might not think your taste in music's yeah. awesome. Yeah. And like, and, you know. Same goes to you. Yeah, because for me, I actually kind of like a little bit of a bounce in yeah. my ropes because if you think about taking a shock load, which, again, you're not supposed to shock load your rope, but worst case scenario, you shock load that rope, it's not going into yeah. your spine, it's going into that, yeah. that rope. Yeah. Yeah. And I can also use that little bit of a bounce. I've kind of worked my, because I've climbed on enough uh, bouncy ropes in my time that that's kind of become, it's becoming my new preference. So I can actually time my steps to actually oh, nice. get an extra, like, yeah. um, it's it's... It's all about like timing and stuff. And yeah. obviously, if you're like working around stuff, then it's a pain in the ass. Still. Yeah. But for a straight ascent, you can. You prefer it to not knot very well. <laughs> 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 yeah. I, I don't like knots. Yeah. <laughs> not, not, not a fan of knots. Yeah. He splices everything on the That's spot. That's true. You <laughs> might not care about knotability. He <laughs> splices everything. It's, it's true. But, well, <laughs> I do splice everything. But uh, the, the bouncy <laughs> stuff that I climb on yeah, knots yeah. pretty well. Yeah. It's like trying to listen to. Frank Zappa with your mom who wants to listen to Barry Manilow. <laughs> <laughs> Only you know that. <laughs> <Yeah>. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie said it was like music. <laughs> <laughs> I was so doing everything I could to imagine you not having spliced songs. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, yeah. if... if if you pick some music from this century, that might have been. Oh, come on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there is no music. All right. So uh, do we got any final thoughts? <laughs> oh, we're there. Well, I mean, unless you got something else you want to say. we're. I mean, I've got a lot of stuff I want to say, Andrew, and but you never yeah. give me the chance to say it. So, so uh, Jamie, what, what are your final <laughs> thoughts? <laughs> I was just thinking on the way over here that uh, – <laughs> This is not funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's about to be. <laughs> yeah. We will be the judge of that. <laughs> if it's not funny, we'll make it funny. I was just thinking that uh, I'm stoked to be doing this podcast because it's making me a better arborist. Our little conversations, even as crazy as they get sometimes, uh, I always I pull something from it. Every, every Friday that I'm here, I, I gain a little bit. Thanks for listening because this is very fun and helps us be better arborists. Yeah, totally. yeah, I I feel that way. Yeah, and I'd be I'd be just as stoked if you know if there was no mics here. Yeah, you know it, it's a good time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we, it would be great if we could get more community involvement too. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Be part of it. Yeah. Be part of the conversation. I guess my final thoughts are on that same same vein here. I'm. Glad to be back after a bit of a hiatus. April Fool's time. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Oh, and congratulations on your new job with Green Tree. Thank I mean, you've you. been there, but you're going full time with them now. Yeah, yeah. That's Woo! awesome. Um, full time crew lead. I'm stoked. Yeah. Yeah. So I might have to go full time now. <laughs> 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 you better not. I'll fight you. I know you're going to be better than me. So <laughs> no, to work with you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not trying to be better than you. <laughs> you don't have to try. No. <laughs> You know way more trees to eat than I do. Oh yeah, that's what that's what makes, sets me above. Final thoughts are: fig leaf maples don't have gatkins. Was that on the podcast? Buddy? No, no, that was before the podcast. <laughs> yeah, anyway. yeah, it was a great conversation <laughs> we though. Were, <laughs> we were shooting it earlier, but um, but yeah, you know, uh, sell, uh, try to uh, advocate rather, not sell. Advocate for habitat snags whenever possible. They're really fun for arborists to make, um, and you know, you get to store that much more carbon, and you get to make habitat for critters. Uh, watch out for wasps. And all those other stinging things. Stump fuckers. The stump fuckers, that's right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Make sure that you vet the ropes before you buy them. (laughs) (laughs) And reviews aren't necessarily uh, good. Not always. Good reviews aren't always good reviews. And, uh, you know, take it easy, but take it. And those are my final thoughts. Thank you. That'd be cool. Do you know if RDO, you can go like sit in ropes and like, I'm going to keep going with this podcast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. let's keep going. But, let's but can you like, can you like <laughs> sit in ropes and like tie knots and stuff? Maybe. Like sit in a harness. Like, can you actually like. Ask I don't him. think I'm, RDO would let you. I don't know. Maybe. I think they would. I mean, it, it's all on a display case. Or do like, they sell ropes there? Yeah. In their, in their back section, yeah. In the back? In the back. In the back You have to, you have yep, to give yeah. them a secret password, but yeah. Oh, in the back back. Yeah, the, uh, the password fact. is, can I check out the ropes? Yeah. <laughs> they Far do point. not sell 300-foot lengths. No, they don't. Uh, oh, really? In the Pacific Northwest. <laughs> they don't sell 300-foot lengths. They do not. They will not. Don't they have whole spools yep. back there? Yep. But they won't sell you 300 feet <laughs> no, of it. Really? Yeah. So wow. I used to, I used to buy it by the spool. Yeah, you'd have to buy the spool and then but cut you, it in half. Okay. Can you buy the spool? Yeah. Well, then just buy the spool. You I can mean, buy 600, 600 feet. feet on tap, man. You're oh, good to man. go. Yeah. I thought it was funny. Because <laughs> I remember feet of when I first moved here, found out I need, my ropes need to be longer, like rigging <laughs> yeah. and stuff. I went and asked for 300 foot and they, they don't do it. And then my buddy, my buddy, Zach, um, he runs Zach's tree service. He, um, he called them and needed a 300 foot rope, but they wouldn't do it. So it's kind of been a joke between us. Like, oh, you can't get 300 foot ropes there. Is it is it is it because they're based with Cheryl, and it's just part of their like product catalog, or maybe it just leaves them with weird lengths or something? Oh yeah, I don't know. I wonder why that is. Maybe they do it now. Maybe Zach's very vocal about things and probably (laughs) let him know that it's stupid. And now it's (laughs) and now it's on the podcast, so you know. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Really blowing that shit up. I don't mean I don't mean to talk shit. I I was just trying to be funny. (laughs) <laughs> you hear that mom yeah, yeah. <laughs> tell him to sell 300 foot legs yeah. i love rdo i go there oh yeah first yeah, before you know R- the best. same yeah. same they're great i love rdo but start selling them 300 foot legs <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you'd love them even more yeah. yeah that's the end of my final thoughts 
Sorry. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> I'm apologizing to RDO. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, then I'm sorry. <laughs> to me? <laughs> no, to RDO. <laughs> Oh, this gosh. I got, re- got really under. All right, Corey, what do you Corey? got? <laughs> Save us your buddy. <laughs> I, I don't have anything, man. I don't I don't have any final thoughts. Um, you have to have some thoughts. I don't, I don't have it. Uh, yeah, I used it all up. Come on, use one thought. Nope. One more thought. Nope. Uh, Captain Hook's great. Uh. <laughs> I mean, that, that's my final thought every day. It's always it bounced in. around in the, yeah. in the back of my brain. I, I mentioned it previously, but I feel like I should really talk about the Captain Hook a little bit more. I feel like our, <laughs> our listeners at home, they really haven't, they don't understand how great the Captain Hook is. That's really great. I could keep going. I used yours on, on the job we did together. <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> nice. You did. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, but I want to hear about it now. What was cool is that I just have a rope wrench set up on my Captain Hook, but Corey had a Grigri and a hand ascender. Hell yeah. Nice. The hand ascender that has the little pulley at the bottom of it. Yeah. So it was really cool to do like a rad system to nice. help you traverse. It's next level. Yeah. Like a little three to, three to one to get yourself over to the tree. Very cool. Yeah. I think I used that. And you used it. And then I used it in the next two or three trees. Yeah. Like you, you can help. Do like six trees off a single client time <laughs> point. It's, it's the best fucking thing ever. Oh, <laughs> was that the day we were up at Gillespie Butte and you were like, I went through all these trees? So I made a point not to use the Captain Hook to uh, do that. Well, never but mind uh, our buddy Eric was, I let him use it. Oh, yeah. Eric, right? Yeah, Eric. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I let him use it. So you, you made it a point not to use the Captain Hook? Did you just not want to crush work that day? Yeah. So remember Gillespie? <laughs> oh, I crushed some work. <laughs> you remember Gillespie Butte, how there's that big row of white oaks, and we're like, it'd be cool to traverse from this tree all the way over to this tree. Yeah. So I went and did that on a rec climb. Oh, nice. Just my climb rope and a double lanyard. I made it all the way across. Nice, so, nice. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. awesome. Did you? Yeah. So did you use the double the double lanyard to clip yourself into the other tree and then work your way over? Or? Yeah, it would just help me in positioning sometimes. Gotcha. What is that, four or five trees? Yeah. Three? I think it was, no, it was, I think it was, it was four. F- it was like 700 trees. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. like 13 maybe. <laughs> Somewhere between three and a It thousand. was at least four, <laughs> maybe yeah. five. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's sweet. That was cool. Nice. No, it was four. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> it's like eight. Owe me an apology. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, <Story> Ergio. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> All right, let's. All right. Well, <laughs> All right. Bring it home. We're out of steam. We're out Jamie's of steam. My, over it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My final thoughts are: I agree with what you're saying, man. This is so much fun. Uh, I'm. Yeah. yeah. I just. I have too much fun doing this. So. <laughs> yeah. Yay, team. <laughs> um, and. Uh, keep an eye out for those swarms in the poison oak. It's spring, so those are some spring things to be thinking about. Uh, and with that, I guess stay safe. And sorry, RDO. <laughs> <laughs>